Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is a returning guest. It's one of our favorite people. It's Karen <gasps> Moynihan from Double Love. Oh my Welcome God, back. Thank you. Thanks for having me back again. <laughs> we are delighted because you Friend have family, to right? banger of a topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's honestly I never, ever expected we would talk about it on the podcast, but as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this again. So I, yeah, I, when I made the decision, I actually went and searched. I was like, maybe they've done this already. And I've just forgotten because it just seems like. It seems like a really good, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, an ideal juvenilia buzz. But um, mm. yes, I am here to talk about Demolition Man. Yeah. <laughs> Exhibition classic Demolition Man. Big time. I'm yeah. so excited. I love this stupid film so much. Oh, my God. So introduce it to anybody who wasn't, who isn't between 32 and 38 years old. <laughs> yeah. We're a narrow demographic. Yeah. It's a micro generation. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was made in 1993. And basically the gist is that it's like, yeah, so it's like 2032, uh, the year 2032 and this guy Simon Phoenix who is a criminal is on parole but prisons now are like a cryogenic prison situation so he's been frozen for the last 30 odd years so he's up for parole gets like defrosted for that but then escapes uh in the midst of his like hearing goes on a killing spree and is just like running rampant around the newly formed town of well it's San 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 Angeles Angeles, yeah, yeah, yeah so it's like an amalgamation of a bunch of cities in California. Um, so in order to track him down and catch him, because all the cops, it's now a city without any crime. Uh, so everyone's like, what are we going to do about this guy? So they decide they're going to defrost John Spartan, who's the cop that like took him down 40 years ago. John <laughs> so Spartan. So you need, you need a maniac to catch a maniac. You see, that's kind of the whole thesis of the film. <laughs> so um, they need to get John yeah. out of the ice and uh, get him on the case. Watching it now as an adult, because uh, I haven't seen it since I was like 12. John Spartan is absolutely a maniac. Now he is like, now that we're all ACAB. Fully, yes. John Spartan is a fascist. Just bollocks. sticking hot burgers <laughs> yeah. into his mouth one after another. Destroying buildings willy-nilly. Just exploding yeah. everything in sight. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time. Gross. Played by Sylvester Stallone, of course. Yes, yeah. So we More have neck Stallone. than face. More yeah. neck than mm. face with a lot of neck. Like, he's he's like jacked to the point that it's kind of gross. Like it's like, weird big neck, you know? Yeah. Like, very veiny. It kind of comes um, from like mid ear straight the way down, you know? Yeah. I don't know what vain. he's lifting with it to make it so more, like more vain than man. Um yeah. but so Simon Phoenix is played by Wesley Snipes. So these are the two like main So characters. gorgeous. His bleaching like, hair. Uh, such a look, like Dennis Rodman started bleaching his hair because of Demolition Man. No way. That's yeah, like, that's like, he, he saw Simon Phoenix and he was like, I'm going to do that. That's all of that. It yeah. felt proto-fifth element to me. Okay, yes. yeah. With like the orange. When, when he had the dungarees and the orange, yeah. Such I was a like, Sarah. 100%. Yeah. I was just like, oh, oh. Okay, no. Having a bit of that. <laughs> Unreal. So, uh, yeah, he was really charismatic. Like, really, yeah. really charismatic. So brilliant. For the bad guy, like such an enjoyable character to watch as like the villain you're just like more of him please yeah, <laughs> great. Would, would follow him to the dark side of <laughs> yeah. problem, you know it's like mad under under the city layers and shit let's talk about let's that. go let's get into, the get into the ins and outs of it like yeah so the whole situation then with the city is that it's meant to be this kind of idyllic utopia but of course that's never really the case so there's like an underground system of sewers where the people that don't want to conform to this new city's 
rules uh, live. And they're led by Dennis Leary, who is playing the part of Edgar Friendly. Like, I just love the names in this. Like, he's Edgar playing the part of Dennis Friendly. Leary. Oh, he's completely Dennis Leary. <laughs> yeah. Entirely, like... He goes on one rant and it's like, this is just your stand-up, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I do love that, though, when uh, stand-ups do, like, stand-up about the, the fictional world that they're in and stuff. Okay, yeah. It's really good because he's going on a rant, but the rant about everything you've seen, so you're like, I get that. It's, this is very relatable, yeah. even though it's about a future world that I don't live in. Environmental world-building, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Big Mike Wazowski energy, you know? Like, mm. Billy crystalling around. He was really, but he was really good, though, I thought. Like, he was he really was, yeah. like, like, natural. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like I, I really like, like, I don't know, is this just me liking everything, but I do like everyone in it. Like mm. um, Sandra Bullock then is, is Lieutenant Ladina Huxley. So she's the cop that kind of pairs up with uh, Stallone's character of John Spartan to try and uh, sort things out. And I think she's great as well. She's this kind of yeah. wide-eyed innocent who's obsessed with the 20th century and basically the 90s is what she's obsessed with. Her um, uh, her office is full of 90s, well, it says 90s paraphernalia, mm. but it's 1993 paraphernalia. Yeah. The giant blood sugar like, sex magic poster. Yes! <laughs> I love. We had to stop. <laughs> like the chilies, <laughs> the, the chilies have remained. <laughs> it simply can't be Anthony Paitis in the future. Oh, like, it's happening! Yeah, that, but she's clearly and, uh, never heard the music because music is banned and it's just advertising. Well, it. And I was now, actually surprised so. at the choice of poster because it's blood sugar sex magic, and even the word sex on her wall seems a bit weird and mm. kind of doesn't quite fit the whole vibe of the place. Where like sex is illegal, basically as well. So kind of any yeah. kind of physical contact is off limits basically so that was kind of weird i thought but that's such a stupid tiny detail that's just because i watched this film so much i was like really? is the word? did they censor that word or is it not there but, uh, yeah along with lethal weapon 3 <laughs> which is the, the family friendliest of the lethal weapons <laughs> so go. it's a joe pesci one i mean so. you gotta love joe pesci yeah yeah <laughs> the set dressing in general is absolutely perfect like the visual setup of it like there's so much detail that goes into it it's real so it, great it's I much prefer looking at action films and things like that from before the advent of intense CGI. Oh, that's it. Oh, These are yeah. sets they have built. Like, yeah, and like it's, it's like violently pre-CGI. Oh, like it's <laughs> aggressively <laughs> pre-CGI. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have been able to follow, like I find, I find action quite hard to follow visually. Um, okay. And I don't think, like I think what kept me really, really engaged was looking at the way the sets were built. Like they're yeah. so fabulous. Like they really are. I wouldn't have been able to focus at all if it had been, I find the CGI uh, battle scenes and fight scenes really, really hard on the yeah. eyeballs you know mm. whereas the choreography then becomes really interesting and the explosions become really interesting if mm. you know they're happening like that's it yeah they're they're mm. real explosions so like yeah. the oh, they blew up actual buildings didn't they this is it at the very start yeah. so it actually the movie opens in like 1996 which is a bit into the future because it came out in 93 and like it literally opens with like the hollywood sign on fire it's like yes <laughs> let's do this <laughs> um and they end up like a big a big showdown in a warehouse which is like this massive massive building and it was an actual building in like kentucky i think that was due for mm. demolition and they just used it for that so it's like they actually just blew up this whole building for like this two it minutes feels more of like cinema. a world with like limitations and a kind of like the opposite of limitations like it feels like it gives it space if that makes sense like when yeah, I, yeah. especially those opening shots when you're zooming in over uh, mm. the new city or Los Angeles, and it's all these burning pikes, you know? Yeah, just like, there's loads of random bonfires. It's like yeah. everything's on fire. That's basically. actually on fire. Something there is burning. That's not a CGI oh, yeah. rendering of fake ass fire. So you get a kind of a 
as a primacy to that i think i could be nuts but no, i know we talked about this during the um terminator 2 episode as well that even it, no matter how good the cgi is your brain still knows somewhere when cgi is happening so when you know okay, it yeah. definitely isn't happening the danger is there someone's actually getting hit that's it we it's a proper it. yeah sense of peril yeah. it's like mm. there's so much stuff on fire here something could go wrong like, this is a bad situation now yeah but, yeah or even like, like yeah there's a particularly like violent uh, demise at the end for poor Wesley Snipes. I guess okay, you can't spoiler a film if it's older than you, right? This is it. Like it's from like no. I think we got to take the whole okay. film in its totality. Yeah. But when yeah. they use the cryogenic situation on Wesley <laughs> Snipes' head, and then it is kicked off his body and flowed <laughs> into a, what a way to go. Uh, sort of fountain of blood ice on the mm. ground. That's yeah. not an exaggeration. Nope. Uh, it actually a little bit in the back of your head aside from the bit that's gone oh my god it's amazing um craft <laughs> like someone built that mm. yeah and, then kicked it and, and like exploded it to smash beautifully like yeah Bob was it to, to do that <laughs> where is their instagram like where what a production design gig like yeah. a little bit way beyond the production design bullshit of that <laughs> is that what my head would look like <laughs> 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 like really worrying so you want that little peril experience the little yeah. like fraction of a percent that's like oh my god i hope my head never gets frozen and kicked <laughs> off my body and exploded like uh so yeah and build burning buildings are always scary yeah except if they're uh yeah, CGI. so uh mm. yeah love the sets is where i was going with that and the lovely details of her office with the chilies poster and like the weird videos and shit like that is testament to somebody's hand in that yeah you know somebody's mm. taste is very specifically there like <laughs> they've taken time to be like what's what was big in the 90s what what is she into from the 90s and they kind of put everything mm. through into her apartment as well yeah um, like her apartment i feel like has massive animal crossing vibes because it's so like <laughs> a jukebox an ice cream sign like a weird <laughs> chair it's just yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, that's exactly what where's it is. Where's my yeah. Yeah. items? Where's my pumpkin? Yeah, yeah. Where's my stack of pumpkins? And I'm going to turn them white. Where's my rocket lamp? <laughs> she has a rocket like bubblegum. I got a fucking uh, mushroom footstool DIY today. Oh, nice. Huh? Oh, bubblegum dispenser? Yes. Multiple colors. Yeah. Um, I was, no, I was about to go into Animal Crossing talk. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it, man. We shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> nobody cares so patreons only <laughs> we have sure. talked about animal crossing in every patreon episode since it came out i think oh, so, yeah. my world is so small now um yeah. can we talk about sylvester stallone like is he capital a acting in this movie he is trying so hard <laughs> trying real hard oh yeah like when he could still kind of express some kind of emotion on his face because yeah, yeah. Really so much anymore yeah i mean just he has to express like basic confusion and some anger so it's not a stretch i would imagine for him he has loads of eye <laughs> do you know he's like yeah. big big eyes so he expressing himself isn't that hard man that's like 15 percent of your face <laughs> he's got this i do think he's good in it though mm. yeah mm. i think it's like it they were I was reading on on Wikipedia, my main source of information, that they originally had Steven Seagal they wanted for it. Oh. Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, what? which would have been bad, I think. It would. Like, I would still go see it. But what yeah. about Jean-Claude Van Damme and Wesley Snipes? That could you, also be good. Yeah. <laughs> and just, as long as you take Steven Seagal and keep him out of there, I think it's probably okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that was some wild casting. But um, I think they mm. also wanted Jackie Chan for a bit as... 
Simon Phoenix, but he didn't want. To oh yeah, but he didn't want to be a, a villain, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there is. But again, I go on. Um, the scene where he goes to the apart to Sandra Bullock's apartment, his shirt there, yeah, has huge Bruce Lee energy. I oh, thought. big time! But a lot of he the clothes, like, yeah, are yeah. very kind of like like Asian influenced. Even this like screen mm. doors, the architecture and the clothing is very like. Oh, and the the. The, the associate Bob in his kimono. Yes, exactly. They're, they're all dressed in like Japanese. He looks like a yeah. couch. Is that what he says? To <laughs> but I love that. That's basically o- it's Otho from Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, as Otho in the future. Like he's the same character with, with the like, hair and everything. Yes, he absolutely. Jesus. Yeah. That was it because I almost did. I almost chose Beetlejuice, and then I was like, "Oh, Beetlejuice, maybe." And then I was like, "An Otho," and I was like, "Wait a minute, Demolition Man." <laughs> Beetlejuice is ha- like I can see how they're sort of sister texts. Kind of right. <laughs> in a weird way. Great sets, it. just great sets. Fantastic, sets. Um, great costume design. Yeah, Beetlejuice having a weird moment again at the moment. I think maybe that's just my particular stream of TikTok, but I feel like I see a lot of oh, really? Beetlejuice shit online. Yeah, I don't maybe know. because it was added to Netflix this year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Hang on, they have. Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Great. <laughs> great news <laughs> so there's like going there's nothing on netflix and there's a beetlejuice and i think there's a musical of it out as well sorry totally oh, yeah. detracting from uh like tangent bill um i want to talk about the computer like the actual graphics on computers mm. in that in oh this, yes because they're quite imaginative but also completely impractical and very shit completely it's the their imagining of the future. Nobody, I think, nobody ever ever imagines computers right in the future. No, although they, they, always, do, they do have like a variation of an iPad at one point. They do a little bit of handle, yeah. yeah. But they always always underimagine what computers are going to be able to do. That's like, true. Yeah, well, that's it. No matter what they now. do, like those computer graphics are always so desperately nineties. There's just no way to kind mm. of see beyond what's there at the minute <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's a little. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, like in Jurassic Park when Lex is trying to. Do something it's like the kind of like traveling oh, unix yeah, yeah, yeah like all that kind of nonsense it's a little mm. bit like that where it's like you're kind of going through like a room of files and you pick one up and that's kind of how their software works yeah and they have a special ui especially for seeing what's in a car park somewhere <laughs> at that special time but only that it'll only be used that's once it. very specific yeah. technology <laughs> it reminds me have you sarah i know you've played hypnospace outlaw yeah i have only it's like very you know, hypnospace outlaw oh that yeah. clicking around like very bright colors thing yeah 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 we were going to play it. it. It is. It does look really, really interesting, and I'm really, really intrigued. But it's the kind of game that you can't half play because it's very test heavy. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't just um, kind of vibe through it. You have to really like click around yeah. this alternate, I guess, user interface for a computer. It's uh, it's basically like an alternate internet that is beamed into your mind while you sleep, but it's the same aesthetic as the computer screens in Demolition Man. Okay. And the same kind of music <laughs> cues as well. It's, it was actually it was really hitting because I played. It very intensely over a weekend about a month ago and it really hit me that it was very hypnospace outlawy um it's crazy that they picked that they, they chose to set the prologue three years in the future from when it was set yeah and they imagined stuff degrading so far in those so three quickly years. yeah things went so far so fast in LA and now, now that we're two-thirds of the way between the prologue and the actual date of the film yeah Things don't change that quickly. Not like so to, much. To, to look at how much things change in that film from 96 to 2032 Shit, is yeah. wild. It, <laughs> it won't happen. <laughs> like, the last murder happened in 2010. That's it. But then as well, in, in their timeline, there's like a massive earthquake in 2010 mm. as well. And you kind of have to assume that that just wiped out 
a lot of what society was at the time or something because they obviously yeah. had some amount of time to build this up to the ridiculous utopia mm. utopia that it is um even though like you say it's only like 36 years of a gap between mm. where they start and where they're kind of woken up and i kind of i did i kind of worked it out and it's like it'd be like now like us talking about 1984 as some like completely other era you know mm. where it's like oh i don't remember what anything was like then or like <laughs> there's nothing surviving from that time like mm. it's a really weird kind of leap that all the characters make but i don't know like justice might not like accelerate at that point but i can see a lot of other things accelerate accelerating much much quicker do you know what i mean like vr is very reasonable especially True, yeah. with, like the mm. conversations around sex and stuff like that like the vr element of things is like yeah. very accessible you know so and that is unthinkable other like it's unrealistic you know, in the 90s. Is it one minute in the 90s? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. 93 is around lawnmower one time, isn't it? Yeah. So they had they had VR. I'm but, sure it was, yeah, something that yeah. was being developed at the time and they just kind of mm. kind of ran with it a bit and sort of just made something up for it. But, yeah. yeah. No, on my life as well, Californians are obsessed with earthquakes. Like okay. the earthquake, the big earthquake, the big one that is coming. They talk about oh, it every wow. fucking year, especially in San Francisco. They're like, oh, the Giants and the Super Bowl, and you know that means earthquake. Like they're just <laughs> wow, okay. Like they're really because it it completely decimated the Bay Area like irrevocably yeah. at the turn of the century. So they're like mm. waiting for the next one. So it makes sense narratively with how the people are out there that they'd be like, and then there was an earthquake, and then everyone came back better. Right, okay. A cleansing earthquake. We could, like, stop killing each other then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. The last murder was the year of the earthquake. After that, it was like, nope, we're done with that. <laughs> we're just not doing that anymore. Yeah. There is kind of an implication that the rest of the world isn't the same. That's, yeah, At I did. At one point, Sylvester Stallone does say about, like, leaving, and Sandra Bullock gets very evasive. Yeah. It's like, it's a tiny moment, though. They don't really dwell on it at all. No, there isn't really so. any kind of... You kind of have to assume that the rest of the country is... is doing something else or it just mm. seems very much like this is a very insular thing that the like Dr. Cocteau has kind of put together and it's just this area so I do wonder what the rest of the country is meant to be like and the rest of the world as well obviously like mm. but it's like is everything just on fire right outside the border of San Angeles or like what's going on around there because yeah they don't really address it and they don't really mm. dwell on it at all like yeah like it's There's also the issue of his daughter yeah <laughs> they did film scenes of him like meeting his daughter underground as one mm. of the scraps like with Edgar Friendly but they just cut all that stuff out I think they they tried it out with like test audiences and it kind of just killed the pace of the film mm. but also people were creeped out by the fact that his daughter was the same age as Sandra Bullock who's like the love interest and who he eventually hooks up with and it was like this is creepy we're not into this so they kind of just like <laughs> left out all the daughter stuff other than that one mention where she's like oh look her up so, yeah. I and found also, a great interview with. Oh, sorry, go on. No, just I think people, a lot of people assumed as well early on that that Sandra Bullock was going to be his daughter, which was also, oh yeah, 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 kind of an issue. Don't love my vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a very good interview with the writer on uh, Vulture. It's not the guy who came with the idea for the story. He had like a very serious version did, of it, and then they brought in a second writer. Yes, the like, Heather's, isn't it? The, uh, yes. Yeah. And he was like, "We want to like make it like Sleepers, but an action movie of Sleepers, yeah. or, or the Sleepers." Sleeper, the Woody Allen film. Not okay. the one about the kids and the stairs and stuff. <laughs> um, so he was saying, they not the thing nobody realised when they were filming it was that his daughter would be older than him in that time. Okay. So they had, the producer came back to him after he came out, well, we have an idea for a sequel where Meryl Streep is his daughter. Yes. 
And he was like, I mean, if you can get Meryl Streep, then we'll do it, but you're not going to get Meryl yeah, Streep. that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, he also said if they do a, se- a second one, the trailer will just be Sylvester Stallone going into a toilet and mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to tell you how to treat Shaw's work. And that's the entire trailer. That would do it. That's it. Yeah. I would I would, I would pay extra to know how to treat Shaw. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen the film... Um, same with three shells. So yeah, uh, as part of uh, John Spartan's kind of initial confusion with how the world works at the minute, he goes to the loo at one point and then comes back and he's like, you're out of toilet paper. And everyone's like, oh my God, what is he talking about? Uh, and he's like, look, there's just these three seashells on a shelf. And they make this whole big deal about how he doesn't know how to use the seashells. And they never actually tell us what the deal is with the seashells. So it's like, it's kind of run, kind of grown legs as like this mystery from the movie because no one, there's no definitive answer as to what the deal is no. with the seashells. There was, I saw on Twitter today, someone had come up with there's they, a theory thought, that i that i they thought they'd solved it but it's you know, disgusting yeah no i dismissed that theory entirely i do not accept it no <laughs> and i'm not into it at all no 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 but essentially the third one is a bidet is what the answer is yeah the answer to that uh but there's some like extraction about. and bidet stuff there's but, like a, a spreading one and a stretching oh, one and a bidet one disgusting oh, wow. like, which is a reach i think yeah. Big time. To be honest, there when is. like all, all like when I used to watch this all the time, my hmm. impression was that they're buttons, that the seashells are buttons. They're not seashells that you can pick up off the shelf. They're buttons, so it's more like a like a Japanese toilet kind of. Hmm. They're very stressful can, objects. They're very. I have no doubt. <laughs> I haven't encountered one, but just, they seem very they, stressful. Sometimes they'll just sing you a song. Oh, it's like thanks so much. <laughs> Didn't ask for that, but okay. That seashell fucking turns it off, man. Yeah. Off Just slamming the seashells, open for the best. Fucking stop. Uh, I love, but I like that those little world building kind of details yeah. are everywhere in it, mm. right? They're very subtle, and I think the film kind of has space for that. You know, mm. like it's nice. It is. There's a lot of world building in there for yeah. a, a pre like. What was regarded at the time as a fairly brainless action film. Like the whole the Taco Bell thing yeah. is amazing. Yeah. That there's a, there was a like franchise a, war in Taco Bell wars. one. There's proper backstory. Yeah. Like I love that mm. kind of. But the, the rules of world building have all the things that we've seen. Like there's all this stuff about if you if they talk about food, currency, sex, uh, faith, and I can't think of the last one. I think it might be hot, like the domestic. So the weird toilet. Like okay. uh, they that that's how you build a world. Like that's if you know checklist. those things about somewhere, you kind of cool. know how that place works. You get a feeling for it. That's so yeah. funny. And they definitely hit all those things. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I did not notice, or well, I, I had no context for um, when I watched it as a twelve-year-old, is when they sit down to have virtual reality sex. <laughs> she comes out with a towel for him and goes, "This is for you." <laughs> I was like, oh, I get that now. I get that. <laughs> so yeah. bleak. Mm-hmm. It so is. Bleak. It's, it's so funny watching it now, in particularly in 2020, of course, with like, you know. It's whatever. a very different experience watching it in 2020. Isn't it? Like stuff yeah. hits different when they kind of mention citizens cocooning in their homes in fear. And I'm kind of like, mm. oh, shit. No handshakes. <laughs> no yeah. handshakes. Or even you see cool, the entire cool, cast cool, of like fine. villains in the like underworld, underground area mm. that Wesley Snipes is talking to. They're all black or people of color. At the table, there's a sequence yeah, where he's like, we're going to go from rank to blade, so da, da. and everyone, they pan around the fucking table, and it is all black people or POC. Mm. And uh, the leather wearing and that kind of, it's meant to be the future. It's very Mad oh, Max or something, the, like tire yeah. armor, yeah. It's also very, it's very queer. 
like you know it's he's wearing like giant like leather harnesses and things like it's mm-hmm. really coded do you know <laughs> yeah. like it's um kind of shockingly uh different to the upper kind of realms that you see you know and that's true yeah. there so i i think it's in 2020 especially it's very on the nose big time yeah mm. they're like this is what the deviants are like yeah. <laughs> and here's all the white cops and we should be on their side you know that's it because yeah it's not particularly diverse up high and actually even that scene that you're talking about there when wesley snipes is talking to like his table of buddies that are going to go wreck the gaff they're all the guys that he defrosted from the prison so he basically had to go and defrost a bunch of mm. people of people who weren't white <laughs> to, yeah. to then go and the one there. latino cop we see benjamin bratt joins in yes. with dennis Leary at the end and he's lettered he up and he's found his people but even the lady who gives him the rat burger you know what i yeah. mean like that and, and she's from that time presumably you know so yeah. like there's a a very stark messaging happening there Ooh. you know mm. um it's a uh, kind of incredible really yeah you know that it's so stark um so yeah it's a it's a, a very uh the puritan future you know the future like where everything is branded and kind of packaged and neat and known as sex mm. and nobody hurts anybody else it's just like there's no mess nothing's messy everything's tidied away kind of clandestine yeah. right mm. and then uh it's just really compared to like the burning of the future. Like there, there's just lots of really interesting dichotomies. I think there is a yeah. lot of libertarians claim it. I was like going to say, yeah, it, a big freedom film, which the writer was like, "Don't, no, that's not my intention." He's not I into just, that at all. Yeah. I was making just a funny film, yeah, yeah. A funny action film. It is pretty funny. Like it is funny. It is, it like is. the fact playful. Yeah, yeah. The like the fact that Sylvester Stallone gets it, when you're in cyber cyber. Jesus Christ, cryo prison. Um, <laughs> you get implanted with like retraining and stuff and he yes. gets um, knitting and sewing. So he just turns up with a big jumper. For he needs an iron jumper for yeah. him. Like in a night. It's such a lovely little detail. They didn't have to yeah. do that, but it's like, why yeah. not have a bit of crack with it? Mm. <laughs> it's lovely that. and unpo-faced in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's really not up its own hole. Like it's, execu- it's executing concepts weird ones <laughs> yeah. like skidding concepts um and building beautiful sets and telling a mm. story about revenge um but it's also like got lovely rich little details like that you know mm. that's it yeah. sandra bullock got nominated for a razzie for worst support i Netflix, read that today and i was so unfair i, was when I, saw I think she's that. great in it uh, she's is executing that character perfectly yeah i liked her hair like i thought it was razor cool. sharp yeah. bob great bob. look very mm. 90s eyebrows so thin yeah it's a look couldn't buy her man i couldn't well like yeah like good uh, really? just alone you know like compared to the other person playing it deadly serious but i don't know i kind of she i think if you've ever like met people who seem a little bit like have grown up in a cult or in a weird homeschool situation yes. it's not a million miles away okay you know? yeah yeah, she's tapping into something there. Also, that yeah. was um, that part was meant to be played by Laurie Petty, who was Tank Girl and from A League of Their Own. Um, but like, she was on set for like two days and apparently got fired over like creative differences. So it's like, okay, who was a dick to her, basically? But um, yeah, but it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I can't picture her as Lenina Huxley because she's just. It'd be a different character. No. Yeah, Sandra Bullock's yeah. much more wholesome. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, she's got that proper like wide eyed, innocent kind of. Mm. Um, to her but like yeah Laurie Petty I think would just be too spiky or like it's a different mm. character 
Yeah, she'd be too yeah. clued in, like, to, to for it to be the same character anyway, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was actually surprised Sandra Bullock was 29 in that film. Ah, she's she seemed younger. Yeah, she's yeah. so young looking. Yeah. Because I did need to check just how off-putting the age difference was in, for the kiss at the end. And it's quite <laughs> off-putting. Especially Sloan <laughs> is 46. Yikes. So, yeah. Not great, yeah. No. Yeah, that's not... Mm. Like, I don't know, I, I, we were watching Point Break recently. And oh, yeah. I was like doing my homework and I was like, fucking Ken Reeves, like 27 or something, really. Oh, no, he was 24 playing a 27 year old. Oh. And I was just like, <laughs> hate this for me. <laughs> <laughs> a baby angel. <laughs> oh, baby. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess maybe because of how Sandra Bullock is holding herself, you know, she doesn't seem baby mm. at all, you know? No. No, she like, doesn't even though she's I can't imagine like she looks super young and feels super young to me I can mm. never imagine her as ever having been 20 okay yeah. hmm. she's yeah. one of nature's 29 year olds yeah she's sort yeah. of like mm. or older I don't know mm. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm just like we need to solve this yeah. 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 what's my vibe with <laughs> What is my beef with Sandra Bullock? These are the questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, but their relationship wasn't even kind of that, that compelling, was it? The pair of them? Because it was so gross, surely. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know. I, to be honest, like, I find it hard to really kind of have any major issues with this film because I just, mm. I've been it. such a fan of it for so long. <laughs> like, I, I just can see really how it's it. a really cosy, it kind of has really cosy energy. Yeah, mm. definitely. When yeah, did you like, first see it? This is the thing I was trying to think of that and it's just one of those things that's like I just I don't know like we, I feel like it must have been something we had taped off the telly that me and my brother used to watch because to be honest the first like five ten minutes that whole 1996 in LA scene it just isn't as ingrained in my brain well, as much as the rest of it, so is. it must have been missing mm. so I think we were missing the first like five or ten minutes that's kind of what I think happened um so I've like I've just been a huge fan of this like for so long like and then really weirdly we used to watch it in school um and I can't I was trying to figure out like how that happened and like at what point that was happening but like I don't know when we had a free class or something but um we had this like video room in our school um and it was deadly like there would be this really old telly up on a shelf and the room it was quite a small room but it had this like ribbed like gray carpet that kind of went up into two big steps to the back wall that you could all just sit on it was deadly. Like, oh, that's such a mood. Yeah. Thing yeah. ever. Um, and the big telly on the wall didn't actually work. So they'd like wheel in the telly on the little cart thing. Um, and like it was, I can't remember his name, his brother something, uh, but his nickname was Speedy. Uh, and he used to just bring us in there if it was a free class or whatever, throw on Demolition Man for half an hour and we'd just <laughs> watch that. And it was brilliant. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's just, it's always been there kind of for me. Mm. And it's just like, I love this film. Like, unironically. And I the so story. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like at the upper edge of what a responsible 90s parent would let you watch yeah. as, a, as a preteen. Yeah. Because it felt quite edgy and violent. It's actually not, like, in terms of, like, blood and gore, there's none really in not, there at all. Exploding. It's exploding. It's but not, and punchy. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, a lot of, like, really like, noises. I was just very overwhelmed mm. by the sound. I think <laughs> it might have been the version about that we were watching, but I was just like, this mixing is very... Like that noise. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, no, I was watching it when Carla was in bed and I was like up and down, up and down in the volume oh, really? for the entire two hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bizarre. 
sometimes they really need you to hear the punch, you know? Mm. True, more so than any dialogue. It's like, <laughs> but listen to this smack. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a taped off television as well, because I remember like a period of watching it a lot. Yeah, that's So it. we rented it out of extra every chance we got, yeah. or we had it taped. Yeah, that's it. Like, cause it's such it's an extra vision classic. Like, oh, definitely, yeah. Mm. It's definitely something I've seen a lot, but in a very contained space of time. That's so. the thing, yeah. As, and as well, I was trying to think as well, like, was it was it a thing, like, when I think of Demolition Man, I just think of, like, me and my brother watching it. It's not like mm. everybody was into it or anything, because obviously it was a good few years after it had come out if it was on telly. Um, yeah. But, like, it was never this, like, shared thing to me anyway. And, of course, now it is, because, like, I went, I kind of searched my own name on Twitter and Demolition Man, and there was just, like, tweets all the way back to, like, <laughs> 2012 of just me going, I love Demolition Man! It's on ITV right now! <laughs> like, I need to talk about this with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's the best I love it um, but yeah and I guess it does kind of get dismissed as like you know a shitty action movie because it's Stallone or whatever but it's just mm. it's so much more fun than that like and I love a shitty action film don't get me wrong yeah but there's just there's so much to enjoy in it it's kind of like even though it came out in 1993 it's kind of like the last of the big 80s action movies yeah that and Last Action Hero which came out the same That's year exactly yeah. what Carrie said Carrie's like yeah like the last Carrie was like can I come and juvenile and I was like yes yes then he got shot <laughs> and he was just like I'm gonna go upstairs but he loved it and like loves it yeah and mm. that's the thing he said it's like this is like the last big one you know mm. yeah yeah it was kind of I suppose I think it was kind of a comeback for Stallone I think he hadn't been in that was it and he was right talking a bit it. about how like Stallone like I don't I kind of wouldn't intimately know the work largely of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, I'm an art school girl. I don't. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't know much about your kicking and punching, you know. Um, but uh, he was saying that um, that's kind of the direction things were kind of going in at the time. Like, because okay. Schwarzenegger looked kind of post-human. You know, he was so big. Um, yeah. And like Bruce Willis was handsome, but Sylvester Stallone is just kind of like, kind of. Something. He kind of ha- he does look a bit like a statue, like a Greek statue when they're yeah. freezing him in the when stuff. They're freezing him, yeah, in particular. I was like, Those are some ties on that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just muscle. very much so. Yeah, mm. um, it's also so funny because I feel like that that bit of him in that big like roundy cryogenic thing is so synonymous now I feel like with like Planet Hollywood because there's one in like I feel like in every Planet Hollywood there's like a Sylvester Stallone dangling from the ceiling just like naked in a block of ice (laughs) it's like how is this the enduring image (laughs) but there you go (laughs) so good yeah I love it yeah same it it was really fun to watch it again um, yeah, like I think that's the main, my main takeaway from it this time is it's not as edgy or grown up as I remembered. It is kind of a it's a tweens action movie kind of kind of yeah. And there is like yeah, there's not even like nudity or anything, which there is in like the, 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 the eighties like, ones. The one sex scene is not really a sex scene at all, mm. and then you like there are boobs very briefly when that woman makes a video chat call yeah. to um, John Spartan's apartment by accident. Mm. Um, so you also wonder what those two were up to, her and Martin, that she was looking for, because if, if you can't have sex, what were those two getting mm. up to? <laughs> they were being very illegal. Life yeah. finds a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it um it's great but also um that's the other thing because with the whole taco bell thing in some of the like european releases they changed all the taco bell references to pizza hut and like Mm. digitally replaced the logo to a pizza hut logo yeah um 
I've never seen that version of it though. And I used to keep hearing about how like, oh, over here, it was the Pizza Hut version of it. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I think it was yes. a little how have all this mad fucking lore behind it. Like I've this never seen yeah. this movie until today. And I'm like, so why did they replace it with Pizza Hut? Like why did yeah. Yeah, I suppose, no. Well, this is it. I suppose outside of America, like at the time when I would have watched this first, I had no idea what Taco Bell was. Not that it really mattered. Yeah, it was a fucking thing. taco. Yeah. Jesus like Christ. A, like <laughs> I didn't get one. I would have loved people. I would have enjoyed them. <laughs> had I known. Um, yeah, so in, I feel like it was maybe when Sky used to show it on TV, then they would have the, the Pizza Hut version. But actually mm. you can find, there's a clip on YouTube of where they've dubbed out Taco Bell to Pizza Hut. And it's so stupid because you can see they're, they're saying the words Taco Bell and then it's <laughs> yeah. just like Pizza Hut in over it. And they do replace the logo digitally like in a few places, but like it's kind of missing. There's still like a Taco Bell logo on the doors. It's like, Ooh. just it's fine. Like we can deal with not knowing what your restaurant is. It should be grand. like replacing the Red Hot Chili Peppers poster with something, you know? <laughs> what band are they like putting over blood sugar blood sugar sex magic of all the albums one choice one i know choice. so funny i mean literally every single band would be inappropriate or weird there like if it was like the stone roses or blur or nothing nothing works no really yeah, so not, oh, speaking yeah. of music did you listen to the, the stings and credit song demolition man yes no. <laughs> it is god it is bad it is real. It's like he pressed it, the industrial metal button oh, on the Casio keyboard entirely. and just sings the words Demolition Man over and over oh, and over again. Great, man. But it was a song by the police. Like, it's... No way. He wrote yeah. it for Grace Jones, apparently, originally or something, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. But I think there is a version of, like, a version of it that the police did as well. And yeah, I think mm. Grace Jones maybe had a version of it too. And then they, like, did a new version for the film where it's just Sting at the end and it's so bad, but I don't care. <laughs> It's as unsting a thing as you could find. Oh, completely. Yeah. But yeah, it's so true about just like the Casio setting. It's just like <laughs> something kind of clangy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, church yeah. organ. Like, mm. Sure. Throw it in there. Toss in some Bossanova. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Demo man. The Demolition Man Bossanova. Oh, God. And they keep, it's so funny as well, because like literally within the first five minutes of the film, the fact that it kind of opens with like the whole 1996 thing is like the end of another movie. Because it's like mm. you're straight into like this massive confrontation between these two enemies, but you're just kind of dropped into the middle of it. So it's like there's a whole other film that's happened before this that we haven't seen and they're just like landing us into it. So that's, I just feel like that's such a fun way to open it too but like literally within the first five minutes there's like there's that everything's on fire a building explodes and then they actually say the name of the movie because they call him i'm tired of this demolition and shit john's burton and it's like yes these are the things i want to tell you what you're in for like there's no there's <laughs> here no? <laughs> no. like he jumps out of a helicopter going Phoenix! <laughs> it's over the top and amazing and also that beret that he wears is pretty much exactly what he wears in The Expendables, I feel like. Oh, really? I haven't seen yeah. The Expendables, actually. Oh, really? The first one was no. great fun. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, but it's obviously just, he decided, this is my thing now. <laughs> I'm having this beret. Love it. Oh, God. Great choice. It has, it has a lightness to it, which is really, like, yeah. vital. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was trying to think, like, why, why do I like it so much? Apart from the fact that I just saw it at a young age and was really deep into it, but, like, I kind of feel like it feels like a movie that was based on a video game. Yeah. Like it's got that kind of Street Fighter, like the Street mm. Fighter movie kind of feel to it. A little and bit of Super Mario Brothers as well because of the mechs and like that real, the, the underground feeling, like that underground. Yeah, definitely. And I think 
that kind of maybe is part of it. But just and like and like you say, the visuals and stuff as well. Like Simon Phoenix, you can see him as like a beat him up character, oh, just yeah. like mm. a sixteen bit version of him bouncing at the edge of a screen. Because like costumes, the dungarees, yeah. and oh, like it's such a look. It's so visually strong. Yeah. It just I really feel like that. And they did so actually as well. They, like he is so beautiful, and like the charisma just sculpted. Like awesome. yeah, like you believe him. Do you, you know? do? Whereas, and he improvised. I think a lot of his stuff mm. as well. Yeah, like all that bit where he starts speaking Spanish. He was just doing that in rehearsals and they were like, let's go with it. <laughs> like, yeah, he was just having the time of his life, I think, in this film. Yeah, and it's lovely to watch someone have that much fun, whereas like a bit of kind of po-facedness off of uh, uh, Bullock. And I don't know, I, I feel like he's having the most fun. You know, He's having such a good time. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I love that. But also there's some weird fact that I read as well, where it's like he's... Um, He's he's so good at martial arts that he had to slow down his punches and kicks because on camera he was just like a blur, <laughs> which like it sounds like something maybe his like publicist wrote into like the IMDb page, <laughs> but like it's just I just love that so much. He was like I he just had the best time I feel like on that as well. I've never heard Wesley Snipes described as like one of the great like martial arts stars. Well, yeah, like but he was a big action star like Passenger mm. Fifty Seven and Blade and everything, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I suppose when you think martial art, you do a good kind of think Jean-Claude Van Damme, Stephen Seagal. And I guess when you think of like slowing people down, it's like Jet Li is yes. really slow down. You yeah. Know? It's not really, you don't talk about Wesley Snipes in that kind of vein. You wouldn't immediately put yeah. him in that level, I suppose. But mm. uh, but if it's true, it's a great little fact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, and actually I think talking about the kind of video game vibe to it, they did actually release I think two video games like based on it. No way. Um, yeah, I think one was like a platformer um, where you're, you're John Spartan uh, just like running around trying to catch him. And then there was another one that was, um, I think it was like part beat him up and part shoot him up. So you're kind of a little bit of like first person shooting or whatever. Oh, that was on the 3DO. Yeah. And they actually had FMV, they had FMV bits that they did like special. Because Wes, like Wesley Snipes is, that's an FMV villain. Like, <laughs> if there ever was one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see the yeah. I can see the polygons. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's it. He looks like a video game character all the way mm. through it. Like, he's yeah. just it's it's kind of made for that. costumes yeah. by a country mile. Like, you know, mm. so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just trying to think what else because I feel like I had I had so much stuff written down. Like I kept mm. taking notes. Oh yeah, then like murdered death kill instead of homicide it's like okay oh, yeah. why not <laughs> like language has changed so much as well even within this like relatively mm. short span of time that they don't even speak like anybody did in the 90s either they've just invented all this new way of phrasing stuff it's so funny but yeah murder death it kill is, in particular is a funny one yeah it sounds like you're saying fuck marry kill or it's got that same <laughs> to it, and it's like okay <laughs> oh, we should talk about everything they've cancelled in 2032 was it smoking drinking dancing meat swearing coffee, yeah. coffee uh, yeah. anything spicy yeah um there's a whole list of it well, it is cancelled culture gone wild it, yeah, yeah big time and they, there is a line as well about how abortion is illegal but so is getting pregnant without a license it's like, yeah wow okay <laughs> not that much of a fucking utopia lads <laughs> oh god yeah, yeah. it is mm, i suppose yeah. yeah that's the thing because people have kind of latched onto it as like a PC gone mad. This is what could happen, kind of thing. When that mm. wasn't ever really the intention, it's just like let's just have a bit of fun with a weird future version of things. Yeah. yeah. Also invented Zoom. Oh, in the boardroom scenes. Yes, that's it. 
right? It's like Zoom important. chairs. Yeah, it's like conference yeah. chairs that are also screens. Uh, yeah, it's so it's so funny. It is so funny watching it now in 2020. That's the thing between the like the they don't shake hands. Do this weird like circly high five thing, which yeah. I really like. <laughs> <laughs> that is the elbow thing. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's great. Yeah, but yeah, and all the yeah the Zoom stuff that the no physical contact because like oh germs. Uh, mm. Yeah, weird. They have that sci-fi thing of uh, back then when they imagined video screens. They imagined people like having their face right into the video screen like this for everything. Where it's just their face. Yeah, Whereas now we know people will show you their entire room. We all just have, we all just have their yeah. face the whole time. Like, yeah, totally unless you're naked, in which case you give you stand full body that's when you on get that camera. The full yeah, yeah. view. Yeah, that's yeah. what that lady was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Mm. it's a fully realized future all right you know yeah yeah and i think they kind of they made a point of like the outdoor scenes kind of filming them in like kind of was it like a corporate headquarters and stuff like places like that so everything would be Mm. kind of bland that there isn't really any major kind of individual style of anything up there (laughs) other than the underground but like and as well like yeah when you go when any of the exterior shots it all looks like an airport or something but I think yeah. a lot of those buildings were like corporate yeah. headquarters around California or something. But it's just, it's such a, it's such a great looking film. I don't know, like I just, yeah. There's a lot to like witness. There's a lot to kind of like, you could pause it and be like, okay, what's that over there? What's that over there? Like it's really deeply engaging in that way, mm. in a way that like, mm. I don't know. I don't know if CGI can offer that, you know? Yeah, because yeah, like after that, it went towards the whole uh, teal and orange action film and before that it's all quite gritty and muddy yes. this is like this pop of white and light mm. which battle films aren't don't have predominantly set in these very light areas yeah resemble has mm-hmm. loads of them it's like the whole point of it so. yeah that's it yeah it is it is so different visually as well from i suppose other action movies that would have been out at that time mm. um but I think it came out in around the time of Last Action Hero as well. They're about 93, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because they do, like, obviously they reference Arnold Schwarzenegger in this when they mention, like, the Schwarzenegger presidential library and there's a whole mm. bit about him running for president. But it's funny that they do that as well because in Last Action Hero, there's a bit where it's, like, Sylvester Stallone is the Terminator as, like, a yeah, big yeah. cutout in a video shop. So I do yes, like that there's yeah. little kind of jibes between them. It's kind of meta that way. And then they also mention Rambo in it, too. So like was when he mentions Rambo, it's like yeah. okay. <laughs> so it's John Martin just like looks really like that guy in that film. Yeah. <laughs> that must be an improv. They were like, like, it's canon, fine. Yeah, Grant. That's it. It's like, Rambo. Oh god, yeah. Wesley's just gonna run with okay, fine, look just leave my house. <laughs> 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 that whole scene in the in the museum is great as well. I just um I think that might be my favourite scene in it, possibly. I think it's just because he starts off, I suppose, with all his kind of World War II rifles and stuff. And then he's like, wait, it's the future. Where's all the laser guns? And then he finds all this deadly stuff because you kind of get like that futuristic version of things. But then they end up underground in like the 20th century L.A. street that's been like excavated and is on display in the museum. So you kind of get both versions of things in the one scene. I just think that's great fun. Like, like even just having the museum is super playful. Like that is yeah. so, you know, it's it just it's such a fun action film yeah mm. just yeah you feel like everybody had a great time on it yeah <laughs> even Sylvester Stallone in his big neck <laughs> <laughs> big plank neck mm. very much so go. yeah I think that's it 
Karen. Oh, thanks, Karen. Yeah. What long was that? We're coming up on an hour. Oh, my God. Really? (laughs) I was like, that's only about 20 minutes now, surely. (laughs) (laughs) So plug yourself. Tell us where we can find you. Okay. um, Yes, I co-host Double Love. It's a Sweet Valley High podcast. Uh, Myself and Anna Carey go through the series book by book and do an episode about each one. And that's wherever you get your podcasts. It's on all the socials as um, SVH Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter as... Um, at Red Lemonader and I'm on Instagram at Karen Moy. Thank you very much. Sarah, where can we find you? In my house forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, on Twitter at Grifsky for my sins and on Instagram at uh, Sarah Grifsky. Uh, and my books are like in shops. No, you'll find them. Alan, what about you? <laughs> uh, I'm Alan underscore McGuire everywhere. Uh, Juvenalia is Juvenalia underscore pod on Twitter and Juvenalia pod on Instagram we have a Patreon there are bonus episodes we give you a badge and a sticker if you sign up it's very nice um, it is what very else? nice it is so it is nobody nobody else gives you anything for a, a dollar a month we do yeah. so so that's something uh, thank you Dee McDonald for our work thanks Dee thank you Cassie everybody Tall Tales thanks, for letting us be Tall Tales podcast uh, we are very much the baby we're baby brother and sister of the Tall Tales family yeah. so I'm very happy um, I think that's it there's no there's no live shows there's nothing else no, there's nothing coming up. we're just going to be here someday no. someday we'll yeah. all get to do live shows again <laughs> yeah I think that's it that's it thank you Karen thanks and Karen. we'll see you in two weeks everybody thanks for guys bye bye bye